So, welcome to uh, Buddies Talking Tutties. Uh, I'm Brandon, and this is Rodney. Uh, talking about fantasy football and about our fantasy league that we're currently in, Armchair Generals. Uh, we have, It's a 10-team league, and uh, we're excited about this year that started. We didn't start the podcast on week one. We started – we let week one go ahead, and we just started on week two. And we're going to continue through the season to see how we go. Uh, Rodney, you there? Yeah, man. I got you, dude. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for what uh, what's in store for this league this year. Yeah, man. I will say this league has been around. I've been in this league since 2013. And I jumped in it. It had already been going for years. So maybe one of these days we get the league manager in here. His name's Josh Swit. He can talk to us about the history of the league and all that stuff. But I do know they've never had anything quite like this. You know, weekly podcast where we can all kind of uh, bounce our thoughts off of each other, get other team managers in here and stuff like that, man. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be really I like to see how their week goes and how they're using their teams. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch and kind of see in mind when it comes to this thing, how they're managing their squads um, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what are we we're gonna dive into to last week's action first? Is that where we're headed? Absolutely. We're gonna dive into last week. We're gonna talk about uh everybody did, um, the pitfalls, that kind of thing, the good stuff and the sad stuff for some people. Um yeah, it was a bad week for me if you were wondering. Yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> Listen, man, I feel your pain. I'm you know, there's 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 one thing worse than losing and it's it's losing uh, when when winning was like right there at the tip of your fingers, I'd rather get blown out than lose a close nail biter of a game. <laughs> Man, that, to me, it's the worst feeling ever. It is. It is absolutely horrible. Uh, but I think we should start at the top of the heap and talk about Red Solo Cup. I mean, dude, they were on fire this week. Um, they literally lit the league up. They could have beat anybody they faced, um, but they decided to face me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that this is a whole other story, man. When you go up against the team with the most points, yeah, man, it's like fate is completely against you. You put up triple digits yourself, man. Um, you beat half the teams in the league just like I would have. Yep. Yeah, you faced the guy that just decided to go off. He went off. Josh Allen, Cooper Cup. I didn't see CEH playing the way he played this past week. Wow, like CH, I was like, holy cow, who is this guy? And uh, yeah, whoever Arizona's defensive coordinator is, they should fire him now. They should get rid of him. I and, mean, okay, uh, let's take a step back. I mean, the guys, he's he's a once in a lifetime talent. There's, we're not taking. He did all that without Tyreek Hill, by the way. Uh, yeah, Kansas City is just going to be a nightmare all year long. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I did not see. CEH doing the damage he did to you, man. What was it? The total he put 19 and a half points up on you? Yes, 19 and a half. I didn't see it happening. I had a couple injuries, but I'm not laying down excuses here. There's no excuses. You try to manage your team as well as you can. Uh, but uh, but look up. I mean, he just tore the league up this week. So, absolutely. Yes, Casey uh, did an excellent job drafting, man. Just top to bottom. Um, and his team is stout. Even in his flex, I mean, he's, you're flexing in Mike Davis, but only because <laughs> he got J.K. 1. Dobbins 1. isn't back but, yet. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, yeah, strong think, team top to bottom. I think his bottom. flex will be Chris Godwin uh, when he comes back. So, Yeah, man, let's talk about Chris Godwin. What was that? Uh, was it, a, it turned out to be a hamstring. They, they said it wasn't as serious as they thought, but it's still going to be potentially a two- or three-game absence at least. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing as well. Um but uh, but he does got a good man. He's got a pretty decent bench when they get healthy. Like Alan, Lillard, you know, J uh, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, he he's got a solid bench, so um, he can fill that flex position pretty easily. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. But hey, man, I mean, like I said, top scoring team. Looking over at your squad, tell me how you're feeling about your guys. You can't be mad at a triple digit day, but if there's any weakness on your lineup um tell me what it is how you're going to address it so so the weakness on my lineup is probably in my running back area i had eckler in the flex but i'm not going to get crazy about eckler's numbers he's austin eckler he's going to come around 
Um, I'm not really concerned about him, Andrews, or DJ Moore. It was just one of those weeks. Um, but my my two my two running backs, uh, I did have Elijah Mitchell go down, which uh, which is still tearing my heart up. So um, other than that, man, I just gotta go through the waiver wire. Look what I got. I got uh, Michael Carter. He looked pretty good last week. Um, and Daryl Henderson Jr., which I was quite surprised how many snaps he had over Cam Akers. Now, that's a story. Uh, most definitely, for sure. I think it caught everybody by surprise. L.A. was really uh, kind of pulling the wool over our eyes there. I think they may have known this all along. But I did – I think Casey shared in our group thread. Yeah, maybe Casey, I saw that. The reason Cam got benched, and dude – Matt Stafford got lit up because he just absolutely – it's almost like he avoided that block. He's like, it was almost like he boy. made a business decision in that moment. He was like, <laughs> he definitely I'm not did. doing it. He saw his life on a highlight reel right before his eyes, and he said, it's me or Matt, and I ain't taking it for you, dog. And he just <laughs> yeah. Dude, lit, he lit Matthew Stafford up, and uh, he looked back at Matt. Dude, why didn't you throw the ball? <laughs> He's probably like, I didn't have time. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Coach saw right through that. Lucky for you, you're kind of getting the benefit of that with Daryl Henderson on your team. So, hey, who knows? Maybe next week you're, my, you're definitely not benching Austin Eckler, but uh, Daryl Henderson has a good case to at least make the flex spot on your team. At least, yep, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, so, anyways, <laughs> what, we got plenty of other great matches to go to, man. Where do you want to go next? So, so I think we go um, – we'll just run down to the next top guy. Uh, that's the next I – th- I thought it was a really great matchup. It was really tight all the way down to the end. Uh, my friend just needed a touchdown to actually win the uh, – from one of the players, but he came – he fell a little bit short. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's Josh Sweat and Rodney. That's run CMC. And that is me. Yeah. You know, Josh, every year he's going to have one of the best teams. He's one of the best managers in the league. Um, he's He's got a way about him of turning his his non-keepers into draft capital and stuff like that over the offseason. He's always got a strong starting roster. But then he's also got a bench with a lot of depth to it. And he's able to kind of parlay that depth with – some, you know, maybe A2 players with a B1 player, something like that, and get something really good out of it. I think you actually just had that experience with him earlier today, but we'll get yeah. there in a bit maybe. But um, I knew it was going to be a tough matchup going up against Josh. Always got a good squad. You got CMC back. Uh, thankfully, he didn't do much damage. But it just felt like um, my back was constantly to the wall the whole week, just Looking at his team, man, Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Dallas Goddard, Antonio Gibson, who had a great day. Um, and then, you know, defense and kickers are kind of irrelevant, but Broncos and Daniel Carlson. Um, I'm telling you, that is fire. Right Dude, top to bottom. Of, top that to is bottom. loaded, man. That is loaded. Absolutely. And, I mean, my my boys, I feel like I had a great team from, from top to bottom, but, I mean – it's kind of the same scenario, same song, different verse that, that, that we just talked about with you. You come out, have a great day, but you play a team that just had one better. And, I mean, there's nothing you really do about it. But um, I think as far as Josh's team goes, his strengths, um, gosh, it's, it's hard to say there's any one spot on his team that's not a strength. But um, Dude, man, and he's got Gabe Davis on the bench, man. Just Gabe Davis there. on the bench. And Kareem know, Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's on the bench. Miles Sanders. I'd like to point out, I had the Joker all season long last season. Yep. We were co-managing together, and he never wanted to, to crack into the end zone. He, w- he would sniff it a little bit, but nothing ever ma- nothing ever happened with it. And Dude, as no pay soon dirt. as Josh gets him, what does he do? Only 16 and a half points, no big deal. Dude, He's he got went the golden off. touch, man. He went He's off. got the touch. Sanders. Like he's a he's a average yard per carry. He's he's bonkers. Like he's ridiculous. And yeah. uh dude and I think he even said earlier at the beginning of the year, don't draft me in fantasy. I'm pretty sure he said that. We actually had this conversation at our draft day. Me and Josh looked across, um, made that comment. Like he actually did say that. He he does he said don't draft him. What does Josh do? He just he didn't draft him. 
So he found his way around the juju. He said, uh, Miles Sanders didn't ever say anything about don't trade for me. So he trades for him before week one ever happens. And I guess that was the magic potion, man, because 16 and a half points later, here we are. But, you know, he'll he'll probably be a great player. Josh tries to flip in trades or something like that. Um, who knows? When Brian Robinson comes back, maybe Antonio Gibson isn't as prolific. But, hey, he's got Brian Robinson still. So who knows? Maybe that just kind of – thins that backfield out because they're sharing the love. But yeah. Justin Jefferson oh. is really all the guy needs to be relevant every week. Dude, JJ I mean, is ridiculous. Good gosh. But uh, but looking at the coin, uh, pit of misery, man. Like, it seems like you had a pretty solid top five on the league. Uh, what adjustments might you make this week uh, for this coming up week? Well, you know, most people say roll your guns. Like, you're going to start your studs. I'm yep. I'm having a hard time justifying starting Kyle Pitts after he comes out flat against New Orleans. Um, albeit New Orleans doesn't have a slouch defense. Uh, LA's, I mean, they're not any weaker. So I don't expect them to come out and do great against LA. I'm going to try to stream a different tight end this week. Ooh, uh, okay. I'm, it's a, It's a gamble, but there's not much else I can do um, from my bench to my starting lineup, I think yeah. it has to stay put. Maybe I'm uh, starting Juju over Damian Harris, but he's just such a red zone machine. Like, it's hard to bench him as well. Yeah. Um, I am going to go after, uh, I think, even if I don't get this defense off of uh, waivers, I'm going to go after a different defense. Um, but if I don't get him, Bengals going up against um, the Cowboys with backup QB, I feel comfortable oh, with them. That's a pretty good yeah. matchup, yeah. Pretty good matchup. It's saucy, but uh, I think I think my top five stay locked in, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and play with tight end in that flex. Like I said, though, can't be mad at my performance. So even if I didn't make a change, yeah. I still feel pretty confident where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. And also, man, the end of that game last night was ridiculous. Yeah. You pay the guy two hundred and forty-five million dollars. And you the kick of football. Um, I would have told him just give me five yards and then try to revisit this kick. Yeah, man. Um, it's not just it's not just any kick. He shaves forty seconds off the clock, decides yeah. to kick a sixty-four yard field goal, which would have been the second longest in NFL history. Yep. When you had timeouts on the board, plenty of time. They had all three timeouts. Yeah, man. Plenty of time. And uh you just didn't trust your uh you're $245 million man to get you five yards. Here's my thing. You're going to get less flack for giving Russell the chance in that position and failing than you would doing what you did in failing. Yeah, it doesn't look good for Hackett in his first gig as the, uh, as the head coach of Denver. Uh, but, hey, hopefully um, Russell can, as a veteran QB, talk some sense into his coach. Pretty sure his voice carries some influence. So uh, yeah, let Russ cook in that situation, and, and uh, I think uh, I think it would have been a completely different outcome had he done so. Yeah, I mean he was dumping off to to Javante all night that night, and they were getting good yardage out of it. I mean, he came out earlier today, like looking back, Nathaniel Hackett. He actually said that he should have actually went for it. So um, did he? Did he say that? I didn't he did. That. He did actually on ESPN. He said, looking back, I probably should have just went for it. Well, so that's a pretty obvious statement there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, looking back. I think the yeah. whole world knows that. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a shame it took you all that time to catch up. It's a it's a shame. So so then from there, where do you want to go? What what matchup? Uh, well, before we leave this matchup, oh, there's okay. one big name we didn't talk about, and you being a Panther fan would really love your insight on it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't really have the fantasy day that owners were hoping for. Um, can't be mad at 11.7 uh, per usual, but when it's out of CMC and he plays a full game, didn't get hurt that I know of. Um, what are you chalking that up to? Well, here's the thing, man. He didn't have many touches, but the thing, the thing I've, I, I looked at a lot of stuff, uh, he, they only played 50 plays on offense. That's not a lot of plays in a football game. Um, they were behind the chains quite a bit, so it took them out of, you know, getting run plays. Um, they hurt themselves with batted passes, you know, that kind of stuff. Kind of put them behind the chains to where they actually had to throw a little bit more. But 
I will say this, McCaffrey 11.7 might be his low this year, which his floor is 11.7 right now. I think it's only going to go higher. I think he's only going to get better. Um, There's not many fronts like Cleveland with (laughs) Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett on each side. So um, (laughs) I think think, uh, the best is yet to come for CMC the rest of the year. Cool, cool. I think so too, man. And to have a guy with 12 points as a floor – you can't ever complain about that, but I mean, he's a yeah. fantasy legend. So I mean, everybody's expecting at least like seventeen to twenty out of him every week. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think next week, uh, you're a Panther fan. I hadn't checked it yet. Who they playing next week? Uh, they're playing the Giants, the New York oh, Giants. So what you're saying is, it, he, he's going to really show us what he's got next week. Oh uh, yeah. Um, they've already talked about giving him more touches, him and DJ more early and often. So, um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for what uh, CMC might have for next week. I don't even know the matchup next week, but I certainly hope it's not me. So, <laughs> well, we're back. we may get to that in this podcast, but hey, let's talk about match three. Where we're headed now? Uh, so we're headed. Uh, I think we'll go. Uh, feel, uh sexual feeling. <laughs> oh, a little sexual feeling. Yeah, man. Feeling. Mitchell Johnson's team. Yeah, going up against um, <laughs> Prison Mike's. <laughs> Prison Mike Dementors. Oh, my gosh. Probably one of the better. Both of these, just on team names alone, Dude. probably uh, take the cake and for the our picks, entire league, the man. picks even make it better, you know. It just puts the icing on it. So, sure. backstory real fast before we go. Um, a lot of people might not know this, but uh, Mitchell, obviously having Adam Thielen on his team, looking for pretty creative <laughs> fantasy name, is going to go with – Sexual feeling. Um, ESPN, for whatever reason, flags it as vulgar, inappropriate, wouldn't let them go through with it. <laughs> so somebody had the great idea of just going with the Mike Tyson image and doing sexual feeling. Instead, <laughs> ESPN didn't know what to do with that. Can't shoot it down. So what do we got? We got sexual feeling as a team name. I thought it was absolutely genius. Dude, perfect. I think that name alone. <laughs> sorry. A name alone deserves at least 10 wins this year. So, yep. we'll see if it happens. But let's talk about his matchup. Yeah, so uh, he he starts out of the gate hot. Um, he's, <laughs> he's got Stefan Diggs on Thursday night. Dude, he made uh, uh, his, uh, his counterpart, uh, Jalen Ramsey, look pretty bad. Uh, eight receptions, 122 yards, and a tutty. I mean, it's – but he's talking tutties. I mean, he he definitely showed up. Yeah, um, there was no doubting Stefan Diggs going into the game, right? But you did have Jalen Ramsey that's supposed to cover him all game long, and it it just seemed like he was a rookie out there on Stefan Diggs, man. But he's proven to be a force in the league. I think he's matchup proof going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Normally he's <laughs> great in PPR, but. I mean, week one with a touchdown. I mean, he might be he might be coming in that upper echelon in the standard uh, format leagues. Yep, and uh, you know, Casey, the team we just talked about a second ago, Red Solo Cup, had him in the off season, and it just shows you how strong his keepers were because Stefan Diggs didn't even make his cut. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could have had Diggs and <laughs> Cooper Cup. I mean, that, dude, that's. It's ridiculous. Hey, you had to part ways with somebody. It's a three-keeper league. But, yeah, Stefan Diggs, definitely the difference maker for Mitchell. Uh-huh. Um, talk about coming out flat, man. Um, the Green Bay offense struggled as a whole. Um, Mitchell isn't necessarily the strongest at running back, although CP will come to him in a second. He had a strong day. Yep. But he's counting on Aaron Jones, one of his keepers, to really ball out and uh, kind of went the opposite direction. Dude, A.J. Dillon balled out. A.J. Dillon got more touches, um, was more effective with his touches, and overall had a much better fantasy day. So, I mean, do you see that as a one-week fluke? um, Or do you see um, kind of A.J. Dillon taking over that backfield? Man, I really don't know. From what what Coach said uh, earlier or like the last week in preseason, is he saw both running backs 1A and 1A. So – um, I just think I think it's just going to be dependent on their touches because here's the thing, you know, they probably are pretty balanced when it came to touches or time on the field. 
Uh, it's just that uh, it look seems like AJ Dillon got the better of the touches. You know what I'm saying? Sure. No, no, I understand that. So um, Mitchell goes with Brees Hall with the number one overall pick in the league this year. Um, yep. We knew it was going to be growing pains. We knew it's a bad offense, um, not a great O line. Um, didn't think it was going to be this bad though for Brees Hall. Um, maybe this is just them getting him reps. But Michael Carter, I mean, you have the guy on your team. man. He looked good. He looked great. I don't know if Brees Hall made a case for more touches. I don't even think the we're fumble there hurt. yet. I don't think we're there yet with a rookie like him. They know he's got the goods, uh, but Michael Carter's not going away. And I think he's he knows Brees and his reputation, and he knows he's fighting for his job. Um, and he, he gave him a great case to, I mean, at, at worst, being a committee would be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And <laughs> talking about coming out flat, Jacob Sweat's team was actually one of the lowest, if not the lowest. Uh, mm, not the lowest. Not the oh, lowest. We'll oh, be the oh. lowest in a minute. Yep. Oh, he, he wasn't the lowest. Oh, wow. He, he was, was second. He was, was second, second, second to lowest, low. but he did come out flat. Um, like Cam Akers, we talked about earlier, he didn't have – like he only had like thir- like 12% of all the snaps. Listen, Actually, man, there's, he was only flat, there's flat and there's non-existent. Yeah, he wasn't there. And this, is where it, this is where it took everybody by surprise. Hype around Cam Akers coming into the season. He's looking sharp, more explosive. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't score a point. Not yep. even a decimal, not even a tenth of a point. Yep. Three rushing attempts, zero. The golden goose egg. I mean, every fantasy owner's nightmare, especially when you're counting on the guy to be an RB, hopefully RB1, but RB2 at worst. Yeah, at worst. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he was a keeper um, for for Jacob's team. So, sure. I mean, that's, that's, that's putting a lot of stock <laughs> in, in a goose egg, you know? Yeah. Overall, though, Jake's team did come out flat. You had David Montgomery playing in a monsoon. Oh, my gosh. That's where my guy got hurt. Sorry. Yeah, that's the same I'm monsoon re- that, uh, I'm, that cleaned I'm the Mitchell's uh, MCL. Yeah. Yep. Something that got sprained. Uh, Joe Burrow had a rough day. Still puts up 18 points and throws. How many picks was it? Was it four or five? It was four. It four was pretty picks. horrible. So that's eight points bad. in picks right there. I, I just see many different scenarios where – I mean, Najee Harris goes out with an injury. This team is better than 80 points by far. Oh, um, absolutely. Amon Ross yeah. St. Brown took me to a championship last year. He's he's an absolute beast, target machine. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be a great addition. Uh, Tyreek Hill comes out with a double-digit day. And yeah. everybody was kind of curious on how that would play out. But I don't think Jake's got anything to worry about looking at his bench. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Lord, I can't even speak. Isaiah right now. Pacheco, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. He, uh, I mean, he's just one of many weapons that Kansas City has. Don't know if you can count on that every week. They were just scoring at will. Uh, but man, took a gamble on this guy, but he's gonna be, he looks great, although he did play Atlanta. So who doesn't go off on Atlanta? But Michael Thomas comes out first game. In a couple of years, seventeen and a half points. So yeah. he's got to be ha- he's got to be happy having him on his two team. tutties. Yeah, man, he was, he was there. From Michael he was Thomas. there. Yeah, man. Uh, every Atlanta Falcons uh, worst nightmare right now. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> New Orleans Saint, but hey, oh. man, we're calloused. We're used to this. Oh wow, y'all y'all build up y'all build up some uh, some some hurt, right? Yep, um, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl definitely calloused me for life. So, got it, got yeah, it. I've tempered my expectations. But, no, Prison Mike's team, I think they're going to be uh, – they got every uh, look of at least rattling off um, nine or ten wins this year as long as he stays healthy. Ooh, ooh, is that a hot take? Is that a hot take? I don't know, man. I mean, it. it he just got studs on his team. And, yeah, he came out flat, but I think I have a turnaround. Okay. All yeah, right, man. you heard it first. That's his hot take. <laughs> All right, so where you, what matchup you want to go next? We got. We got <laughs> let's head over matchup. to um, let's head over to to Taylor's. How do you even go with this? Is it Chubby Baby Sheep? Is that how you say it, Taylor's? Chubby I baby think sheep. so. Um, I don't understand what the six in baby is, but I don't. <laughs> well, well, maybe Tim can jump on here one day and let us know the backstory on his name, and then you yeah, got exactly. back. So you got Tim Murchison and Jason Burton. 
Yep. Las Vegas Wolfpacks against Taylor's Chubby Baby Sheep. Hmm. So, well, yeah. there's another team that came out flat. Um, but I'll let you give an an analysis of of Tim's team from top to bottom. What are you seeing? Man, they're loaded. Um, they he's got a really good team from top to bottom. Um, I like his quarterbacks, his running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb, <laughs> one hundred forty one yards on the ground. He literally ran through Carolina, and he's I think he's still running actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Jonathan Taylor. I mean. Just give the man the ball. I don't care how many carries. Just give him the ball. He had 31 carries for 161 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if it was me, if I was a coach, I'd tell Matt Ryan, just turn around, close your eyes, hand him it, hand it off. That's it. That's your job. That's um, simple, right? And we'll win the game. I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally ran all over the Houston Texans. Uh, and then – what shocked me the most was on Thursday night with Allen Robinson, all the hype through preseason and everything. Yeah. He was like, I thought Cooper Cup had a running mate. And um, it it definitely disappointed, for sure. 100% disappointed. Uh, but again, like, I mean, he's got Deontay Johnson and A.J. Dillon on his bench. Uh, so, um Oh, and he's got Jahan Dotson, which had two tutties, uh, with three receptions for 40 yards with the Washington Commanders. Um, so I mean he's he's got he's got depth. <clears throat> he he looks good from top to bottom. It's just some guys kind of fell flat. Cole Komet <clears throat> in that rain monsoon that we talked about earlier throughout the podcast. Uh, he got a dud, but I don't think that's going to be consistent of what he does. And Cortland Sutton just couldn't find the end zone. He had he had seventy two yards receiving, so um, sure. he's going to have a much better week. And uh, I think Dylan actually might crack his lineup next week. Um, so so we'll see what he does. Yeah. So if you're making changes for Tim, um, if it was if it was your team, what's the move you'd be making? Um, I would probably I would probably put Jahan Dawson <laughs> in the this number two slot under uh, C.D. Lamb. And then put AJ Dillon into the flex. Um, let me see who Deontay's playing. Deontay's playing uh, New England next week. Um, it'll be a toss up between Dawson and Deontay, but I think Dawson's just that. I I really think he's going to be special this year. Um, so I would probably run that route because he's already hot. He's coming off a great two tutty, uh, and he's going against Detroit. So, sure. um, so it. I mean. A.J. Brown uh, looked pretty good against Detroit. So, um, I don't see why Dotson just wouldn't continue. I'm uh, I'm going to go bold move here. I don't know that it's Uh-oh. so bold, but I'm pulling C.D. Lamb until Dak gets back. Ooh, I didn't think of that. That was smart. That's smart. I'm insight. pulling C.D., bumping Cortland up, uh, or bumping Deontay into that slot. Um, I'll, I'll put Cortland over Robinson. And then I'm I'm probably going to go Dylan or Dotson. I don't think he could go wrong either way. I haven't looked at the matchups for next week, but I think I would um, I would go with the better matchup. They both look great. Yep. Um, I'm a running back kind of guy because you know they're going to get touches. So I would probably go AJ Dillon in the flex, and then you'll have Deonta Johnson. And uh, I mean maybe I know Sutton's going to be good. He didn't get to Teddy this week from Russell Wilson, but. I mean, you could even make the case for Dotson over Sutton until you see otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the winner of the matchup this week was uh, Jason, uh, Las Vegas Wolfpack. Uh, what do you see overall on his team um, from this week? Uh, well, I see that he has a um, <coughs> a really solid starting roster. I actually tried to bargain with him on a few of those players preseason. And I even ate my words on one Jerry Judy. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Jerry Judy. I can't say that this performance changed my mind. Um, But, I mean, you can't deny 16 points. I mean, he did have a long touchdown catch. Had a couple of key drops. One big one at the end of the game. Um, Offense is going to work the kinks out for sure. Terry McLaurin looked good. The whole Washington Commanders team looked really good. Uh, the one concern I had, and I really have no idea, I don't know if it was 
it couldn't have been game script. They played from behind most of the game. You'd want them in the game. I don't know what happened to Alvin Kamara the entire game. Um, did he? Was there an injury or something that you know of? Um, I think <clears throat> I did hear something. Uh, Dennis Allen said Monday that he uh, Kamara picked up a rib issue in Sunday's win. Uh, so that might have been something plaguing him through the game. But yes. you would think nine touches. Uh, I didn't see him coming out of the game. Um, nine touches um, for for 39 yards and four targets for only seven yards. I mean, that's not a Kamara day. So For um, sure. And, I mean, this, this is a guy he trades for in the offseason, ends up as a keeper. You expect more than that. But uh, 106 points with one of your studs. It's coming out absolutely flat. Yeah, studs um, having duds. I mean, yeah, dude, studs that's having problem. duds. That's just another podcast title for another day. Uh, but <laughs> this is this is a case for that right there. I mean, came out flat. Honestly, Javante and Kamara um, didn't have the days he was hoping for. But I say all that not to knock the team. They're studs. They're gonna come around. They're gonna have big games all year long. Um, if this team can put up 106 with its uh, running backs, even Travis Etienne. Dude, that um, was a shocker this week. Right, right. And he's got James Robinson on his bench, so maybe he flexes him over Etienne. Don't know his thinking right there. But this team can be really nasty, really fast when everybody's firing on all cylinders. Just got Pickens and Kittle. He's got Kittle that was just injured. I mean, who knows how long he'll be out for, but, I mean, this this starting roster is a championship. It's Kittle, Brittle. I mean, he, he just can still – George Brittle, he'll, he'll George do it Brittle. To you every year at least a few games. But um, this starting roster is championship caliber, no doubt about it. It's one of the strongest top-to-bottom teams we've got in the league. Yeah, and whenever you got Koo, um as your kicker, um, it, it bodes well. How do you say his first name? Uh, Young Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling that's why you said Koo because you didn't want to say Young Ho. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't have. It's all enough. good, man. It's all good. You got you got Young Ho, and that's just what we're gonna call him on the podcast here. And you got the Bills D combining for a grand total of thirty five points. That's insane, dude. That's insane, man. Uh, Not to mention a Bills defense against a Super Bowl championship team. Yeah, not just any Super Bowl champ, the reigning Super Bowl champ. So. It's, it's a case for them. They're matchup proof all year long. Um, a couple years back, it might have been two, might have been three years ago. Um, Patriots defense were game winners every week. I think yeah, they Josh, got like twenty-seven points. Some yeah, weeks, Josh yeah. had them on his team that year, and people were literally trying to make trades for his defense. That tells you how good they are. I think this Bills defense is that special. Um, they're going to put up a bunch of points all year long. Matchup proof. Start them, forget about it. I just think when you got a kicker and a defense doing the damage they're doing with the stardom above it, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really tough to knock him off this year. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Um, So, yeah. So, now we're on to the last matchup of last week, um, and we come to the Barclays Brawlers, which is uh, Jimmy Sweat's team. He does have a co-manager this year. Oh, he does. He does. Yep. Caden, I think we started the trend a little bit, man. Yeah, I think Staying, we did. Man, two's always better than one. And yep. uh, it's always a whole lot more fun when you got somebody in it with you. At least for me last year, probably the most fun I've had in the season. Yeah. I mean, we did win Worked the chip. With somebody. So, we um, did win the chip. So, yeah, so. Um, you, you had to you had to do your own thing, man. You had to spread your wings. Now you got your own team. But, hey, yep. he's got a co-manager, so – Shout out to Caden this year, but they they came out um, and doubled their opponent's score. They really did. It it looked rough for Saban's interns. Uh, he um, he they just didn't they. I really don't think they came out of the locker room this week. Um, it was a rough week. It was just rough. It's just plain and simple. Yeah, man. It's. Um... It's got the makings of many, many Detroit Lions teams that I've seen over the years just fighting <laughs> for that one win. You know what I mean? They just want one win. That's it. No, uh, but he, he's got some guys. Like, he's got Henry, uh, Derrick Henry. Um, he's mm-hmm. got Darren Waller. Um, Keenan Allen got hurt this week. I mean, he's got some guys um, that 
are pretty good. I mean, he's got Waddle on the bench, which he'll probably yeah. need to put him in the flex this week. Sure. Absolutely. Or maybe even the starting because Keenan Allen ain't going to play this week. So yeah, Keenan Allen, he's he's going to be a scratch maybe for several weeks. Who knows? They they're they're saying they're going to take their time with that hamstring injury. So yeah, those things can linger, out, but maybe several. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, Jalen Waddle bump him up Allen spot, but is it a flat week for him or is it just a bad team? Well, I think I think it's a bit of both. It could possibly be a bad team, but it's also flat. Like they were just like I don't think Derrick Henry is going to get eight point two ever again. Like he's going to get a touchdown. <laughs> Career low for Derrick Henry, right there. So, I mean, if that's his floor, I'd take it. Um, I mean, is the Giants' defense? I mean, that great though. I mean, when I look I mean, at the Giants, at least in the past for few years. Yards. In the past few years, I think Giants. I think, man, this is this is a grade A matchup. Like run him over. This is one of the matchups that you hope for, and he comes out with eight points. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a good question. Very. Good I didn't question. watch the game. I'm not sure what the issues were. Um, they ended up losing to the New York Giants, so that's never a good thing. Yeah. But, and if I'm not, and if I'm not mistaken, Josh Jacobs got a touchdown stolen from him. Um, from one of their running backs this week, like, I mean, he just literally vultured a touchdown from him. So there's just a lot a of that bit. going on this week. A lot of vultures happening this week. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I got to experience that. DeAndre Swift had an amazing game. <laughs> but, hey, Jamal Williams comes in and vultures two tutties. From Dude, him. two That's of them. Two of them. Yep. So um, maybe a flex for me. But, yeah, Josh Jacobs coming out struggling. Yeah. Um, I think – I mean, obviously, Matt Stafford's a great quarterback. Um, Derrick Henry's going to get his. Darren Waller, best one of the best tight ends in the league. Yep. Um, but, you know, there were questions around Zeke Elliott. Now there's definitely questions around every Cowboy. So you can't really you can't really base success around him at this point, especially yep. until Dak comes back. So, I mean, you, you got a thin bench. I mean, you got potential – but, I mean, you know, Drake London had a good week, maybe some potential there. But aside from that, I mean, where are you going to go? I mean, he's going to have to really shop. Thankfully, in his position, he is the first waiver pick. So he, he needs to capitalize, yeah. get a really solid waiver pickup this week, and and really start trying to fill in some gaps in his roster because there's several that can be addressed. Yeah, and do you know, Rodney, that the Dallas Cowboys was out of all of Week One in football, Dallas Cowboys were the only team that didn't find pay dirt, didn't find the end zone, didn't find a chance to score a tutty, and nobody saw that coming. I mean, look, Dak played most of the game, and they just struggled all night long. Had a great opening drive, and they just went flat all night long. Oh, sorry, <laughs> had to throw it in there. Yeah, but, hey, let's not take any. Thing away from that Tampa Bay defense, they're going to be a force all year. Yeah, they're going to be really good. They, they, they're they, they look fast. Uh, yeah, that defensive line is is studly. Yeah, and they, I mean, as as mobile as Dak is to to put that much pressure in on a team that's pretty good overall. Um, I mean, it it's a testament to to their skill set, and I, I mean, I think they're going to be great all season. But let's go over to Jimmy's team, Jimmy Caden, um, top to bottom. I mean, I see a couple, couple of holes. Um, they got a little bit of depth on their bench. Rashad Bateman has a nice game. But let's talk about their studs. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes just silenced yeah. all the doubters on this Tyreek Hill business. Like, is Man, he going to be as good? Up. Is he going to be as dynamic? And I mean, he shut everybody up. He was like, "I'm tired of this, guys. I'm gonna just do five touchdowns, 360 yards, no picks." Um, I mean. That's a perfect game if I knew one. So yeah, that, that, that's you can't do much better. Tyreek who? That's probably the question on his mind right now. Exactly. I, I mean, he exactly. just instead of Tyreek getting a you know, a big day, multiple touchdowns and I mean he just spread the ball around, man, and like it was effortless. Dude, and I mean, his his number one target, Travis Kelsey, I think I think the dude is a 
fantasy nightmare every week, week in and week out. But, um, he, but he's, yeah, he's defying, he's defying the age limitations or stereotypes of age limitations at the tight end position. Yep. Um, he's he's like the Tom Brady of tight ends. Yep, absolutely. So keep expecting that that you know Max Kellerman drop off the cliff, and I mean he just keeps proving you wrong as long as he's. Suiting up, putting a jersey on, and playing snaps, man. I just think he, he's going to be producing fantasy numbers. Yeah, exactly. And can I say, Saquon Barkley. Uh, man, up. I wanted him so bad this offseason. I knew he was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to be that good. But my goodness, man. The yeah. guy comes out. I think Josh called him the Saquon Express. Uh, <laughs> and it looked exactly like that, man. 27 points. Choo-choo. The guy came out, had himself a game, and really just kind of uh, proved himself to be a staple on Jimmy's team. You start Patrick Mahomes and Saquon, bench everybody else, you're probably going to win the game. Yeah. Do you know, I think he actually almost could have done it this week. Um, um, let's do some math real fast. That would have been one carry that. 61 points, 62 points just between those two guys. He could have done Probably it. Needed. He could have done it. He could have done that. That would have been a slap in the mm-hmm. face. <laughs> Um. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the rest of his team, he kind of did do it because most of the other guys, aside from James Conner, had an 11.5-point day. Um, yeah. Debo, 10. But from Debo down, I mean, it wasn't Just, amazing. Pat Fryermuth, I mean, if you if that's how you say his last name. That, I think seven and a half, is, that's, that's we'll just do Fryer. Fryer. Pat Fryer. Yeah. So, um, I mean – Bottom of the lineup, you're not expecting those guys to to be your studs and to carry the load. Uh, yep. But, I mean, there's definitely some depth on his bench where you can pepper him in. Yep. And that team could also prove to be a force this year. So, And I don't think Mike Jimmy. Williams – Mike Williams this week with Keenan Allen out coming up, I think he's going to do better in two receptions and ten yards. I think it's just kind of like that progression um, where he, he he's got to take some of the targets that Keenan Allen would have got. So. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little disappointed by Mike Williams. I got him in another league. I was really hoping he would um, show up even with Keenan Allen in the game, um, but you know, even more so. I was hoping he would show up and show out. And one point, very disappointing. I'm, I'm pretty sure every fantasy owner is uh, is wondering what the heck happened there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, with all that said, with all the matchups from last week, let's uh, run through who we think is going to win this week. Um, so we're going to start off, uh, we're going to start off with you, uh, Rodney, uh, we're going to go, um, with pit of misery against prison Mike's dementors right now. It's projected, uh, to be the score U 99.9 to Jacob sweats, uh, 89.5. Uh, so it looks like a 10 point lead right now. Um, your favorite 55%. Um, what do you, what do you think about, uh, those projections? Um, you know, it, it's going to come down in my mind. It's going to come down to Najee Harris. If Najee plays, that's a game changer. Um, if Najee's out, I think, um, I think I have to give myself the dub without question because Cam Akers, who knows what happens with him this week. He is playing Atlanta, but he may have gotten himself in McVeigh's doghouse for a couple of weeks. And, uh, I mean, just top to bottom, I just think I got a more stable lineup. Um, a lot less margin for error. So not trying to be biased or anything, but just position to position. Um, I mean, I like, I like Russell over Joe Burrow. Um, I like Leonard Fournette over David Montgomery. I like D Swift, even if Najee played, I like him over Najee. Yeah. Especially a banged up Najee. I mean, unless, you know, Jamal Williams takes all your teddies, but okay. Continue. <laughs> How do we get unbelievable? Okay, be that as it may, um, he can have a couple tutties and D Swift can still get his twenty plus. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Adams over sure. Tyreek. I mean, just Pittman and and, and Amon Ra. I think that's a that's straight up wash right there. Um, I got to give him the edge and tight end because, I mean, Pitts against LA. I think he's going to struggle. Wash it flex. Um, and you I mean you know defense and kickers just getting nitpicky, but um, I, you know, 
I think I got a good shot to to win by double digits. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. I like I like that choice. I I would probably go with you um, from top to bottom. Um, he already took out Cam Akers and put in uh, Devin Singletary, which looked good last week. Um, oh yeah, so, Devin definitely looked good. He'll be prime time this week on Monday night so. again. Yeah, just in a different day. So uh, next, where do you want to go next? Cool Red Solo Cup run CMC. Um, oh, top scoring teams from last week. Wow, this is this a marquee week. matchup. It's going to be a marquee matchup. I'll definitely have my eyes on it. Um, you give us a rundown first. What do you think is happening? So right now the projections show that oh, from ESPN show <laughs> that run CMC is actually going to win 106 to 100.2, but it's, it's actually really close to call um, 52% to 48. I mean, it literally could like literally the windmill could swing it in a different way. So, um, but the matchup I'm liking most in this game is probably going to be Cooper Cup against Justin Jefferson. I think that's going to be a knockdown drag out. Yeah, I, I love um, I love Cooper Cup's matchup more against the Falcons. I think that's going to be a bloodbath. He's going to score a lot of points. Um, Philly's defense, I gave up a lot of points to the Lions. They uh, did. Yeah, DJ Chark getting his, Amon Ross St. Brown getting his, um, and then obviously the running backs did damage. So Philly is um, susceptible to prolific offenses, um, and Minnesota is definitely one of those. I'm with you. I couldn't bet on either guy. I wouldn't bet money on either guy. But I'm giving the edge to Cooper Cup based on his matchup against Atlanta yep. uh, because I'm an Atlanta fan, and uh, I know what, what failure and what disappointment feels like. And I, I just think he's going to expose us, compl- I mean, completely expose us if we're not already exposed. Man, and I like Josh Allen's matchup as well against Tennessee. Um, I think there's a shot that he could duplicate what he did against the L.A. Rams from last week. So um, He's matchup proof. I mean, obviously he's matchup proof. So He's ridiculous. Like, literally, this is a flip <laughs> of a coin. Um, I, man, this is so tight. I don't even know what to, who I would say is going to win, but I know i got to say somebody. I'm going to just let you go first, though, Rodney. Who you got? Um, I think looking at this team from the top to the bottom and the matchups, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Casey. Oh, okay. Uh, but he needs to fix the flex. I don't know that I trust JK Dobbins out the gate. Um, hopefully he can shop waivers, put a good play in the flex. Um, I'm, there's too many questions around JK Dobbins and listen, I'm a testament. Going up against Josh's team, I mean, you really can't have any holes in your lineups. He's got a solid team from top to bottom. Uh, I'm just like Christian McCaffrey's matchup. He didn't look great against Cleveland, but we just saw New York uh, shut down Derrick Henry. So I know it's a different skill set, but they've proven that they can take a great running back and kind of hold him in check. So I see that, um, and I just – I'm just not seeing those kind of defenses on the other side of the scoreboard. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Casey. Well, I think I'm gonna follow move. suit, but for a different reason. Uh, so my reasoning is for Tom, because Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Uh, over the history <laughs> of Tom Brady playing in New Orleans, he's not really done great. Like not at all. Like he's had bad games in New Orleans, and. Uh, up until like the past few games they've played, which hasn't been in the Superdome, uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore has had Mike Evans' number. Um, so, um, so for that reason, I'm gonna go Red Solo Cup. I just think AJ Brown's gonna have a better week than Mike Evans, um, and then I just think Cooper Cups. Well, like you said, with matchup, I think he's gonna have a better week as well. So, um, so I'm gonna run with uh, Casey as well in Red Solo Cup. Is going to get the dub and move to 2-0. and um, So, next after that, we're going to do Las Vegas Wolfpack, which is Jason Burton's team, and Seth Wolfsealin. Um, next. Um, what Right now, the numbers show, man, this is about as tight as it gets. Seth Wolfsealin is 94.4, and uh, Las Vegas Wolfpack is 95.9. So, it's as, it's, it's, it's as tight as it gets. It really yeah, is. it's it's a super close matchup on paper. I just don't see it being that close, honestly. Oh, wow. Uh, I know projections, and I respect those. 
but I stand by what I said with Jason's team, man, just top to bottom, especially if Kittle plays um, and Kamara. I just see this being a a stout, studly, high-scoring team week in and week out. I look at Mitchell's side of the ball, questions around Aaron Jones, especially after this past week. Brees Hall's definitely a question mark, and he's going up against Cleveland, which, I mean, we just saw what they did against Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't see him having a big game. T. Higgins may play, may not. Um, Rashad Penny, who knows what happens when Kenneth Walker comes. They're saying he might be back for week two. So just way too many question marks on his side of the ball. Definitely a team with a lot of potential. But as it stands right now, I got to give the nod to Jason. I don't particularly think it's going to be a one-point, um, a one-point game. Um, I think, I think Jason wins by double digits. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna fall that way too. I hate to be chalk almost right now for what it's worth, but I, I do like Jason's team. Um, <clears throat> but can I talk about the matchup? Not the fantasy team, but the matchup: Justin Herbert against Patrick Mahomes on Thursday night. That is going to be fire. It might just be a high-scoring game. Justin Herbert might just run away with this win for Las Vegas Wolfpack all by itself. Dude, uh, I'm going to tell you like my grandpa told me all this. Mites grow on chicken butts. It is going to be a high-scoring game. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I'm excited. I'm excited about Thursday night. Um, and and I think Kamara is going to have a better week than he did last week, even though he's going against Tampa Bay. Um, he, he, I think he's going to do better. And already – Jason's already moved. That's one thing I like about our league is that our guys are on top of their stuff. They put people in places already ready for the next week. Like he, like Jason's already moved uh, James Robinson into his starting lineup in the flex. So um, kudos to him for already being proactive there. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think Jason's going to win it, but um, to have a backup in Kyler Murray, I mean, geez, Dyke Prescott goes down. Oh, that's cool. I got I got Kyler Murray as my backup. You can't can't be too upset about that. No, you can't be. I I do think though, um, he drafted Dak as a backup. Kyler Murray was in the starting lineup last week. So but to have a backup like Dak Prescott is, is still pretty impressive. But um I see him dropping Dak. I don't see him holding on to him. Yeah. I see him going into free agency and uh somebody else having to take a gamble on him. I just think I just think there's uh there's more players on free agency that could immediately impact this team. Um, yep. Mitchell, I mean, with receiver, at, you know, T. Higgins and the question marks there. Adam Thielen, you'd think would be a, a pretty great plug-and-play, but had a flat week last week. Um, you got to be concerned about the target share. It's kind of looking like a, a Devontae Adams Green Bay offense, sort of, where – Nobody else matters, no matter who you got on your team, how good they might be. He's going to command a ton of targets, and it just doesn't leave that much to go around. So I yeah. think he's shot free agency. Get him a solid receiver. Um, maybe even um, play around with Brees Hall. Uh, I would definitely be starting Rashad Penny at my two and flexing out Brees Hall until I see something. Definitely. I'm playing. Yeah, because. Yeah, CP looked good last week. So I even if it's against the Rams, he's just—he's too dynamic. They're going to get him the ball. He's going to get touches at least, and um, I think that'll be more than what Brees Hall comes across this week against Cleveland. Yeah. Well, on the next match, here, you give us the lineup, and and we'll we'll go through it real quick. All right, so we got Taylor's chubby baby sheep against Saban's <laughs> intern. Uh, Taylor's chubby baby sheep. Next matchup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so I think. Uh, uh, Taylor's chubby baby sheep is he going to play Lamar Jackson and Jonathan Taylor sit the rest of the players. I think he might have the dub. So no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes back to Austin's team, um, man, just struggle. I mean, just, it, it didn't, he didn't draft a struggling starting lineup, but like with the context of what's going on, you got Zeke Elliott with a backup QB Cincinnati's defense is no joke. Um, they, they did look, um, a little vulnerable last week, but playing against the backup QB, I'm not, nor are they going to be afraid of that. Um, Keenan Allen might not even play, which he counted on him to be a stud. Not enough depth to go around on his team right now. And, um, I mean, Derrick Henry can't do it all, not to mention he's playing probably the best defense in the league. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, that and it's a Monday night game. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game, but I think uh, Buffalo's got something for them, especially with Von Miller, the way he played this past week. Whew. Yeah, man, yeah. he's he, he found the fountain of youth, my friend, and uh, yeah. he, he looks really good. Looks really good. So I think we're gonna go chalk. We're, we we've gone chalk most of the most. Yeah, of I think this has potential to be the the biggest uh, margin. Um, Oh, win point different margin, yeah, in the yeah. league this week. I see, I see Taylor's chubby baby sheep. Um, I see them running away with this thing. It's gonna be ugly. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So, and last but not least, we're gonna do Marface one uh, against <clears throat> Barkley Brawlers. Um, so, what do you see on this one? Uh, I don't. I'm not trying to be biased here, but what do you see? I want to see what you see in the matchup. Um, well, face value. I'm going to say both teams look solid, solid matchups all the way down. I think with the emergence of Saquon really puts the pressure on you uh, because, I mean, his top his top four players are dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolute dynamite. You're going to have to match them tit for tat, and you can. Um, Austin Eckler is going to bounce back. I mean, stud of a running back. He just had a flat first week, but – um, I think he's got the edge on you, big edge from Saquon to Chase Edmonds. That might be the game decider right there in that spot, unless you can figure something out. Um, but Debo has he has every tool in the bag to match Chase and make that a wash. Um, and then obviously Mike Williams in a game against KC, they they need him. So I say I think he bounces back, has a good game. You got him at tight end. Um, I, I think overall it's going to come down to uh, how can you match Saquon. But as it is right now on paper, um, although they've got you as the higher projection, I kind of like Barkley's brawlers in this one. Oh, my word. I know, man. man I know, I know, I know. Man, that hurts, man. It hurts. Boy, but um, Saquon just looks so good. And James Conner is just as good. Yeah. Um, so if both of those guys – do damage, I think it puts you in a big hole. Yeah, I got you. Well, well, I kind of see this one. I know it's my team, but I kind of see it a little different this week. I think my guys are going to wake up. The guys I thought that were going to play good are going to play good. I think Eckler's going to have a good week. Um, just because Keenan Allen's out, they got to be some more throws his way, some more catches. Um, I see them actually probably putting him in the slot a little bit um, just to kind of have a little bit more people to throw to um just in uh Keenan Allen's absence so I think he'll be on the field a little bit more <coughs> a little bit longer I see Jalen Hurts and and Mahomes almost a wash um just because the the running threat Jalen Hurts is um I, I think DJ Moore's gonna have a bounce back I really think Mark uh Andrews Mandrews is going to um is going to show up he's going to show up and show out this sure. week um, and Henderson, I like his chances against against Atlanta. Um, so I mean, he's projected for thirteen point eight, which which is pretty phenomenal. Um, so, um, but yeah, I like I like my chances. I think it's going to be a nail biter, though. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, I think projections have it about with me like a five point lead. I think it's going to be tighter than that. Um, so, uh, well, this- for the sake of competition, I'm pulling for you. Um, I don't like to see any team jump out of big leads, uh, yeah. which I think we can close out with this next one. I mean, do you see it? I mean, we're early in the season. Obviously, every game matters in a fantasy football season, especially in a league like ours. Um, yeah. But I see I see yours. Um, it's definitely not a must win at this point in the year. Uh, but I'm really pulling for you to win because, you know, as a fellow loser, you want to see all those teams that won in week one kind of come back to you. Not yeah. get too far away. I mean, you get two or three games uh, behind in a fantasy league like ours, man. That's a big deficit. It is a big hole to climb out of for sure. Um, but I, I like I like our chances of getting dubs this week. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to what the week has to hold. Um, so I, I think that's covering week one and week two, starting off for the matchups. Um, I think we'll be back week two uh, – Next Tuesday, or next time we uh, record, and we'll go over this past week. So, um, 
So um, how you feel about this past week, everything? You ready for the new week? Yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm putting it behind me. I've, I've shed my tears. Um, I've reconciled my differences. I've put in some waiver claims, hoping to wake up in the morning and see some favor going my way in that department. Uh, but, man, I'm feeling strong about my chances against Prison Mike next week. Love the matchups across the board. Um, we got uh, two matches where it's all undefeated teams playing one another. You got Casey against Josh. They're both 1-0. Mitchell against Jason. They're both 1-0. So what we just talked about, I think teams are going to come back to earth. It's going to be a log jam um, to start the season whenever week three rolls back around. But, dude, I'm ready. Sounds good. Well, it's been great talking to you, Rodney. It's uh, it's buddies talking tutties. And uh, week one's in the books. Wait for week two. Uh, see you, Rodney. All right. Peace out, guys. See you.